The Super Bowl may be over. We might be sad because the Rams won, but it's okay. We will have a breakdown with our special guest, football expert, Kevin Mendelson, as we wrap up the end of the 2021 football season. Wow. And then less than, whoa, the voice is losing the voice there. But less than a month. We'll already be in the thick of it with free agency. I'm Tim Kelly. My voice is cracking. This is Courts and Fields. Welcome back to Courts and Fields. Kevin Mendelson. Kevin, you've been our football expert all playoffs. I had you thinking we were going to talk basketball. <laughs> but now we're going to break down football. The last time we talked football until maybe the draft, you come, you know, you, you might be you might be a draft expert. Who knows? That's that's kind of depressing to think about. You know, we're was it two three months now away from the draft and there's i mean there's the usfl we could we could watch the we could watch that draft next week and and pretend like we know anybody that's being drafted kevin you we've been talking 30 seconds and you've already derailed me so last night i was bored uh it might have been at work no it was not at work maybe it was at work no it wasn't at work but maybe it was uh i was looking up the usfl and i was trying to figure out what team i was going to root for so i the draft hasn't happened yet, the player disbursement. But uh, have you been following this league at all? Yeah, I have not. Okay. No, I I, I saw the uh, I saw an announcement or something on Twitter that like the jerseys or the uniforms were released, and then I didn't click on it because I probably got sidetracked by something else. So no, I, I know absolutely nothing about this league. Okay. Well, here's a couple of things. One, I knew right away that. They're not they're they're not West Coast teams at all. It's Birmingham, Houston, New Orleans, Tampa, Michigan, New Jersey, Philly, Pittsburgh. Um, so you're like, oh, okay. The jerseys are garbage. They're as bad as the XFL jerseys, without as cool <laughs> logos from the XFL from 20 years ago, right? But they're playing in Birmingham, Alabama. They're gonna bubble the league up. Mm. 38 man roster seven-man practice squad so here's what i was trying to do i was trying to figure out a team to root for but then i just can't do it because of the coaches birmingham is coached by skip holtz houston is coached by kevin sumlin new orleans is coached by larry fedora tampa who i think i ultimately decided on todd haley um it gets worse in the north division michigan's coach is jeff fisher I was gonna yes, root for. I remember I was, about that. Yeah. I was gonna root for Michigan because I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Um, yeah, no, New Jersey's coach is Mike Riley, the old uh, Oregon State and the rest coach. Uh, Philadelphia's coach is Bart Andrus, who I had no idea was a, a Canadian football coach, and then Pittsburgh's coach is Kirby Wilson. Just horrendous coaches. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's. <laughs> Do we even know who's like who, who's who's part of the draft? Like, what kind of players they're they're looking at in this draft? Like, um, is there a combine or something to show what XFL and uh, what was it the uh, the Alliance, uh, the Shane McMahon League, or the ECW oh, yeah. League? Yeah, there was the American Alliance of Football and the Spring Excellent. League. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, the players, active players, gets forty five k. 
weekly players get or practice squad players get 15k and 600 bucks weekly during training camp you win 850 per win and a 10,000 for winning the championship but they have to pay their own rent at 75 bucks per room per day <laughs> um, wow yeah but the players i saw i mean they announced all the players um the league announced that the playoffs would be played. Yeah. The, oh, I guess the, yesterday they announced the draft order as well. But uh, I know the draft is supposed to happen. I don't know. The Tuesday. first game is April 16th. So, you yeah, know, it's, not- uh, it's Tuesday and Tuesday in prime time. You know, they're going for the, that big spot, that seven, that seven Eastern time um, with uh, 35 rounds. <laughs> wow. That, that, yeah, the player, player selection uh, on the 22nd. <laughs> So player selection meetings with the client. So, yeah, um, since we won't have baseball, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll at least have this to enjoy. Um, but I won't bury the lead, Kevin. Super Bowl, you were right. I was wrong. Gloat. I, I don't get to say that very often, that, that I was right. Somehow I was on the Rams wagon uh, the entire postseason. I, I don't know how that happened. Um, I blame Cooper Cup and uh, his uh, his accomplishments in Super Bowl 48. They uh, they caught up to me, and I realized no, this guy's the he's still the he still got it. So I have to back him. But yeah, I don't I don't know how how that happened when uh, when I'm picking. You know, I figured okay, the Rams. You know, they've got an advantage over Arizona. Arizona's not. They fell apart down the stretch. Um, I thought they had enough to to go through tampa somehow that was right and well did oh no wait i picked san francisco didn't i in the uh, in the nfc championship i think you did yes because yeah. I, I know i so picked. I, had, the, I mean three out of four i picked the rams because i hate san francisco but i hate the rams too that's fair yeah maybe mm-hmm. i just hate myself well and this was this was such a weird game because you know it started off with with just continuous punts like everybody seemed like the moment was, was getting to them. And, you know, Stafford's first Super Bowl, obviously Burrow's first, but, but Burrow has played in national championships. He's won big games in college. So I mean, really it just felt kind of like another game to him, I'm sure. But it, you know, it turned on the, the fourth thing. I mean, I like how people were already, it took three, three or four plays for, uh, for people on, on social media to start lighting up Sean McVay. I mean, you got a third and 17 and, and he's running a draw, which, okay. How many, <laughs> that's, that's pretty standard play on third and 17 on the first drive of the game. You're like, eh, not really going to give up much here. You're at your own 29 yard line. What, what does everybody want him to do? Yeah. Do they want him to air it out for 20 yards just right off the bat and risk something like I don't quite understand why we had to jump on Sean McVay four or five plays into the Super Bowl. Um, I, I, but, you know, it's always weird. Like, I mean, looking at the guy, he's, he's 10th all time on winning percentage. Granted, I, he'll face his first bit of, of adversity coming up. We'll talk about that later. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's seven and three in the playoffs now, been to two Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, the Rams fans, even heading into this year, were tired of, quote, unquote, McPlatitude. Not not all the fans, but, I mean, I you know, Rams fan websites. I mean, I know fans are crazy, but still, like, uh, it, it's just wild. Yeah, it's, you know, you jump on somebody in the, in the moment right away, and it's like, 
why are we so angry at this guy for for playing the you know for playing smart on the first drive yeah like yeah i just i i don't get it it's it's the weirdest thing like you know yeah he's made some bonehead calls in in his uh in his tenure but i mean you're in the super bowl you have to be smart and all and know where to take the risks and and you know three minutes into the game is not where you take your first risk Absolutely. Um, can we talk about my favorite play of the game when uh, T. Higgins burned Jalen Ramsey for seventy-five yards? He, he literally took his head off and and then torched him. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey was getting cooked all night long. Like I don't know if if he's if he's uh, if, it's like if you jump the shark as a as a player because everybody loves you so much and they put you on that pedestal so high that you can never live up to it yeah but i think that's where jalen ran at right now you know this is even going back to like what we were what we talked about last week with richard sherman and and how he would you know routinely start getting getting trampled in his uh in his later seasons yep um you know ramsey in every single playoff game i think we and we talked about this too he had that one defining moment where his you'd see him but about two or three yards behind the guy he was covering walking into the end zone. Yeah. And, and it took what, you know, it took most of the the first half for the, for the Bengals to finally get to him. But if, if he doesn't, I mean, he makes a decent play on, on Jamar chase on the, on that uh, first down from the 43, you know, he makes a, if he doesn't make a play there, there's another touchdown against him. Then Higgins, the first play of the second half, may have gotten away with the face mask you know who's to say the uh the world's an imperfect place yeah i, and, I, I uh, didn't see it I, it seems like everybody else saw it i as the president of the jalen ramsey fan club or hate club <laughs> sports hate club did not see it yeah i mean it, it looked like two guys hand fighting and and higgins kind of got his hand uh to the ball first or something it was on his shoulder and 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 Ramsey turned his own head around. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to look around for the ball, but he was yeah. looking back at the at the uh, at the. Well, he was looking for the ball. He just was being helped with looking for it. Like, there, there you go. So uh, Higgins Higgins doing a great job in coaching. So he's a very hands-on uh, coach on the field. Teacher. And yeah, you know, I, I appreciate his uh, his effort out there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I think the Ramsey thing, uh, I won't I'll stop beating a dead horse here, but uh Ramsey burns horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh Ramsey's a good player. There's no doubt about it. But this whole I mean, even afterwards, national radio shows that I listened to were still talking about him being the best defensive back in the game. And it's like, come on, like even take out Higgins ripping his head off. I mean, he wasn't playing particularly. He wasn't playing best cornerback in the game level against those guys no you know yeah they they talked about on the broadcast how they were trying to move him around and figure out who the matchup was and you know yeah he had uh he was part of that that play to break up the touchdown to uh uh to higgins in the end zone in the what was that in the first quarter when when cincinnati got their first uh got their field goal yeah you know yeah he was in on coverage on that but at the same time, the other defender that ran into Higgins kind of, I think, did more to jar that ball loose and, and make the play. Yes. But Ramsey let him into it. So he made good plays. I mean, there's, you know, there's no doubt about that. But I think too often when you were seeing when you were seeing number five in white, it was trailing a play or 
just flat out on the ground. He was trying to jump routes continuously all night long and getting beat by doing it. I think that's the thing, right? I mean, he does make some plays. I mean, again, it's like we talked about with Wilson underthrowing and Metcalf having to wait for the ball and Ramsey making the play and everybody like, you know, I remember earlier in the year they put a meme of Ramsey and called him the best player in the game. The Rams did, and the social media just got ratioed because it's like the ball was underthrown, like he got burnt. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, the Rams um, had a, um, I mean, the, the Rams got jobbed by the refs on that call. But really, the story, well, the story of the game, uh, obviously in the second half. The amount of times Burrow got hit and the amount of chances the Rams got in the red zone on their last drive. What, uh, what are your thoughts on, well, what, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the Rams uh, final scoring drive? You know, it, it's, it's been talked to death and, and I think there's been points made for, for each side and, as I watched it in real time, I, I could see why um, on, you know, what was that third, third down, fourth down, yes. uh, the, the pass interference call or the or defensive holding, whichever, you know, the referees just, I mean, they, they went, it was, a, it was an incredibly clean game. You don't really see that in a Super Bowl. Yes. You know, you like to hope for something like that where the referees just kind of take a, take a seat and go, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to sit back and let's, let's watch these teams go at it. Um, but the, the defensive holding on Wilson uh, on the third and goal <sighs> ticky tack. I think that is like your, your, your border, like your, your basic definition of, of a very ticky tack foul, yes. you know, did he have a hold of the shirt? Kind of. Did he adjust Cooper cup a little bit back towards him? Maybe. And I guess that was enough, but Stafford also didn't throw the best ball. So cup had to kind of drift backwards a little bit into it. Um, it's, it's very much, you know, you watch a basketball game and uh, you know, you know, one guy's got position, but if you run him over just the right way, that's being yep. called a block every time. Yep. And there's, there's no, no consistency to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, these guys are, well, these guys are, uh, uh, part-time is a part-time job for them yes and, and it'll always be the argument of when are we getting full-time referees because you cannot have a super bowl not so much decided uh because yeah it was a third down play gave them first and goal and in, inside the five but you, and you still got to make plays you know it's like the overtime argument yes bad call unlucky break you got to make plays and i think at that point cincinnati just ran out of gas Yep. mentally yeah no. I, I i think there's that i mean I, I think the problem people have with those things right is you have you have two things going like you said it was incredibly um sorry incredibly clean game my screen just went blank and it scared me so i stopped and i was like <laughs> oh no <laughs> i don't know why it did that sorry uh little technical difficulties on this one uh it was a cleaner game than my computer's being right now but uh, uh incredibly clean game until pretty much that i mean obviously the ramsey play i will begrudgingly say ramsey should have been uh, not been burnt on that touchdown 
Mm-hmm. But the uh, it was an incredibly clean game up until uh, that drive. And, and, and that's one call. Uh, they also missed like three linemen moving in the center, not snapping the ball on, oh, that, yeah. on that very play, which I mean, okay, whatever. And then the very next play, they throw it to cup and it's bang, bang to Von Bell. It looked like Bell grazed his helmet a little bit, but it was just the violence, which your hero Cooper cup hit the ground that they got another <laughs> one. Then Stafford tried getting in Bell's face, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, it, it just was, it, it's just sad when like things happen in games. Right. But like, it's just sad when you see stuff like that, when you're like, Oh wow. That had an outcome in the game. And you can say all you want. Well, why are they running Samaji P Ryan late in the game on their last right. drive? You know, which, which is fair, but it also, I mean, there's just momentum works in different ways you know and well and 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 plus uh, sorry to sorry to jump oh on no no, no. I step was over you there trailing um, i mean this is the you know yeah why why runs tamaji pirine when when joe mixon you know has he joe mixon had a a, a solid day running the ball i mean was he running here uh 15 for 72 he's got about a five yard average so yeah, let's let's take him out of the game on the on the drive that you're looking to ice the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, you you stop and think about it. He hits uh, Burrow hits Tyler Boyd in stride on that third and nine play. Boop, boop, boop. Even if he's like a yard short, yeah, half a yard short, I think his momentum could have carried him over. Yeah, but but he, you know, you've got him crashing into. He was he. You could see it in the replay. He catch, goes to catch the ball. He's looking. Because he yeah. knows there's someone there, and I will always look at that play the same way as the Wes Welker drop in uh, in the Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl against the Giants yeah. for New England, where you know he catches that ball on the on the last drive or the the last you know prolonged drive. That's three points. You know, you kick a field goal, you put it out of reach, and and you win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they. Um, you know, I. I, I think back to um, I, I, you're forcing me to bring it up, but it, it reminds me of Super Bowl 49, what what they mm-hmm. failed to do there, what the Bengals failed to do there. You put the ball in your best player's hand when the game's on the line. It was fourth and one for the Rams. What did they do? Who got the ball? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. On a, you know, granted, Odell went out and people were saying, oh, he was playing the best in the game. He was having a great game until, I mean, that – horrendous non-contact injury but cooper cups their best player he got the ball on fourth and one and picked up what six seven yards whatever that was the Bengals, you know a couple of times just you know earlier in the game they had a third and one and ran it at the line and then you know got stopped on, on, a, on a fourth and one if i remember correctly and then here they are again with p ryan running it and then donald gobbles them up and it's just like you P Ryan is the Ricardo Lockett in that situation. <laughs> you know, like when you have yeah. other options, why are you going to your fifth option? Yeah. And that, in my opinion, lost him, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if it was a matter of they didn't, they didn't trust uh, Mixon in a no huddle with, with less than two minutes to go. Um, 
but I mean, this guy finished what third in the AFC or third in the league in rushing. Yeah. Why, why are you not, why do you not have your, your number one options at every position in the final drive of the Super Bowl? Yeah. There, there's no reason for that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And then obviously cup was the best player on offense. The Rams, I mean, cup ends up getting Super Bowl MVP, multiple touchdown catches uh the best season a wide receiver's ever had in terms of yards i mean you know some some people say well but i mean just when you factor in regular season postseason what he did he ends with a super bowl mvp uh probably should have been aaron donald though don't you think super bowl mvp yeah i think for it was very much the you know, because I'll always tie everything back to myself somehow if I can do it. Yeah. Uh, it was it was the it was the Julian Edelman effect essentially. Um, Edelman, the Super Bowl and su- or the uh, MVP in Super Bowl Fifty Three, he had a great game for sure. He was he was the only guy consistently getting open for Brady, and and the, he couldn't be guarded by the Rams. But at the end of the day, you know, Stefan Gilmore probably had a case. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, all these different guys. Same thing with this Super Bowl, you know, especially that that last couple drives. You know, you mentioned before they they really weren't getting to to Burrow much in the first half, where they have six sacks in the second half. Yeah, and just and just started teeing off on him. Donald with two of them. He had the play to wasn't he? He was in on the play that that forced Burrow to just kind of throw it into who? Yeah, no, he where. he he was on the last two plays of the game. He. Mm-hmm. The Bengals' last two offensive plays. It was Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the he's the best defensive player in the league for a reason. Um, he can't really be guarded. <laughs> you know, you put yeah. him put him in a situation where you just tell him go get the ball, go get the guy with the ball, and he will run through everybody in his way to get there. And he, you know, yes, Cup had the catches, had the scores that clinched the the tying score, but Aaron Donald basically clinched that Super Bowl for for the Rams, and you know, I, I there's been co MVPs before. I think in the Super Bowl, I think it hasn't happened in like forty something years, but this would have been the time to to make that case. You know, yes, Cup was borderline unstoppable, but he went he disappeared for a big stretch of that game after Odell went out. You know, after after Beckham got hurt, yep. he you didn't hear Cooper Cup's name until the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, I guess the argument would be there when the game was on the line, who's getting the ball, right? But your point mm-hmm. remains. Your point remains. I uh, I did think it was interesting. Um, <clears throat> heard some arguments about it. Uh, apparently, you have to vote for MVP before the game's even over, which yeah. doesn't make sense to me because everything's digital now, and you have so many PR flax from the NFL there. Just have all of that. I mean, you could have the Super Bowl MVP. The clock hits zero. You could have the MVP ready to roll, ready to rock and roll. You know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it. it yeah, it takes like what ten minutes or fifteen minutes to go from the 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 clock hitting zero. Everybody rushing out on the field. Everybody hugging. Fifty five commercials coming back to yeah. show the highlights. Coda commercial come back and then do all the trophy presentation stuff. Yeah, there there's got to be a way. I mean, shoot, it's how. Uh, uh, what's his name? 
uh, Dexter Jackson from the Bucks got yeah. uh, got Super Bowl MVP, and he had one pick six. But then didn't Dwight Smith have two in that yeah. uh, in that yeah. Bucks Super Bowl win? Yeah, it's like you know you're you're watching that and you're like, you're Derek Brooks isn't your MVP? You're giving it to this random schmucko who, who disappeared from the league years later. Well. Like, what in the name of Malcolm Smith is happening here? Well, see, and I'm glad you said that because I was about to say, much like Kevin Mendelson, anytime that I can find a way to talk about myself, I will. And and that's exactly it. Uh, You you know, that's, I heard uh, uh, Ian Furness, who works for KJR and also does uh, some, uh, not sideline reporting, but does reporting for the Seahawks for Q13, uh, talking about this. And I guess the press box, he was advocating on Monday that you should have the uh, people who cover the team have a little more impact on the voting, you know, or at least talk to the people that are in the press box that, you know, this is one of my few Seahawks games that I'm watching this year. I'm Peter King, whereas, you know, Ian Furness is falling around because he, he, they, he was saying that Malcolm Smith won the, Super Bowl 48 MVP because of his pick six, but really, I mean, sure he had a pick six, but there were a bunch of people that could have gotten Super Bowl MVP, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's like the Super Bowl MVP kind of winds up on the same, the same platform as like the MLB all-star game MVP, where it just goes to who either who made the biggest play or who the biggest name was or who's a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, you know Peyton Manning won a won an MVP that should have gone to Dominic Rhodes. Um, yeah. Eli Manning won an MVP that should have been split up about eleven or fifteen different ways among the uh, yeah. the Giants' entire defense in in Glendale. Yeah, it just it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it should have been Justin Tuck and Strahan and O.C. Uminura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, just yeah, the, yeah. it's. Yeah, and I mean, does it matter? I don't know. It, it's weird, right? Because, like, what does Malcolm Smith get from being Super Bowl MVP? Surprisingly, still in the league. Believe it or huh. not. He, he, I remember he went to the Raiders at one point, and, I, and then I lost track of him. He was on the Niners last year. Well, last year being 2020. Uh, he was on the Browns this year. But, you know, I mean, guys made a solid career. I mean, he got paid and all this stuff. And, you know, obviously he'll always be able to go to the autograph circuit and sign Super Bowl MVP. But, you know, like someone like Cup, right? It'll be like, oh, he's a Super Bowl MVP. So when his name does come up at some point for, I mean, who knows? Obviously his career is not over yet. I mean, he's still in the first third or half of his career. But, I mean, that's an accolade that will help him get to the hall if, you know, if that, if that happens that way, breaks for him. But uh, the other big discourse uh, after the game is Stafford, a hall of famer, in your opinion? No, (laughs) no, that was easy. Um, The guy he's, I mean, he's sub 500 for his career. So if you, you know, we all want to have that argument, our quarterback wins a necessity for, for a, a hall of fame career. You know, it's not like the Baseball Hall of Fame, where as a pitcher, you are pretty directly responsible for your teams, you know, for how your team does, for the results of those games. You know, it's the same reason why we're going to argue for 
forever, at least for five or so years, once he fought, I think he's finally retired. Is Felix Hernandez a Hall of Famer? Is yeah. Zach Greinke a Hall of Famer with yeah. with their win totals? But um, no, Stafford. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna use quarterback wins, no, because he's under five hundred. Um, yes, he's top ten in in yards all time. But also think about the scenarios in which he had to play. Yep. You know, he had ten plus years in Detroit where he's on losing teams a lot. So he's got to fall by, so he falls behind a lot. So he has to throw a lot. And he has to eat up huge chunks of yards to try and bring his team back in games that have already been decided or that are so out of reach, he has no choice but to keep throwing to try and get them back into it. You know, it's it, and again, it's you know, it's the different, uh, it's the different eras conversation that's that's probably going to plague us from now until the end of time. You know, he's got more yards than Montana and and Namath and all these guys that are in the Hall of Fame, but it's because of the different rules. It's because of the way that defenses can't hit and just destroy everybody that comes over the middle anymore. Yep. So, I think he has to do. I mean, what he's got one Pro Bowl in his entire career that is that that to me is the biggest indictment right like because doesn't it seem like everybody get makes it to the pro bowl yeah <laughs> like didn't i think i think mitch trubisky made a pro bowl yeah uh, a couple of years ago and that was just because nobody else wanted to go so they were like well here, here you go mitch russell wilson has nine pro bowls i mean you know we laugh about him never getting an mvp vote but nine pro bowls i mean that's something at the very least this year it was just kind of a you know yeah this year it was very much a legacy vote but i mean even before that eight pro bowls in nine years pretty impressive yeah and and granted you know it's it's not how many times you actually play in the game it's how many times your name but especially nowadays where guys are just kind of like no yeah like there's 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 less point nowadays to doing it especially when the pro bowl is apparently two-hand touch now yeah, uh, it is a glorified, literally a glorified scrimmage. That's the strangest thing. Like I wandered into it halfway through like the first or second quarter and was like, wait, is anybody tackling? No. Why can't they tackle the defensive players when they have an I, interception? Who's deciding these rules? I, I don't know if I told you this. Uh, if I said this last week, I flipped on the Pro Bowl. Now I watched in the second half when Russell was playing, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, I flipped on the game. I was running behind. Cousins drops back, throws a pop fly down the, you know, left sideline. It's picked off. Then it's lateraled. Very next play, the AFC takes it, throws it. I forget who the tight end was. Maybe it was Knox. Catches the ball at, like, the two-yard line and then just rolls into the end zone. Like, nobody's touching yeah. him and all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and there was at least one pick six I saw where, where the guy, you know, runs into four four offensive players they all put two hands on him and nothing happens there's no whistle there's nothing there there was you know less consistency in those rules and and you know play calls in the in the pro bowl than there was in the super bowl somehow <laughs> um it just none of it made sense i i don't know what we're looking at but you know it's it's being being only named to one pro bowl yes he's got guy he's had guys in front of him his entire career in the nfc you know, he's had Rodgers in front of him. He has, uh, he has Wilson in front of him. He's got, you know, whoever else has been been good in the NFC um, in front of him. But for as, as much as we want to talk about, well, is he a pro bowler? He didn't do any, he, he's never done anything exceptional. 
Yeah. He's never really been Hall of Fame material. You know, it's the, the modern era guys in basically any sport now. This argument's going to come up a lot more than people yeah. want because it's, yeah, you've got the you've got the flashy stats, but were you really the best at your position? And the answer a lot of times is going to be no, and it's really hard for people to accept that. Well, you bring up you bring up a couple of things that make it very interesting to me. Um, uh, one th- that uh, the, the the thought of if you have to think about a person being a Hall of Famer, uh, are they're not a Hall of Famer? I mean, that's an argument mm-hmm. I heard your boy Mike Florio uh, throw out there. Um, but the other thing is you're right so much about the stats and it just, it gets crowded with quarterbacks and um, even, I mean, even statistics, right? Like, I mean, I, I think of, uh, I'll go to who I, who I follow, you know, Ru- Russell Wilson. He didn't play well against the Packers in that NFC title game, but in the Super Bowl, albeit, the worst throw ever he played well in that game you know like it's just like but you know people will say well he hasn't played you know i've seen him throw four picks in a playoff game before which is true but then like there is like guys showing up to big moments when then i think of somebody like philip rivers like i don't remember him particularly playing great in any playoff game and i mean he's got all these all these numbers you know I think Philip Rivers' biggest accomplishment in his playoff career was literally playing on on a blown what was that MCL or ACL yeah, 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 in yeah. the AFC Championship in in 07. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, his 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 knees were were basically a couple of lasagna noodles and and he still played an entire game against an undefeated team while Ladanian Tomlinson sat on the bench. And they kept showing. That's one of my favorite memories from that game is the constant camera shots of Ladanian Tomlinson on the bench just, with his big old bulky jacket and the hood over him. He's wearing his helmet with the sad. Darth Vader mask. Yeah, so you couldn't see him, but he was pouting the whole game. And Rivers and Michael Turner just are trying to drag that team to the Super Bowl. But yeah, you know, it's it's Rivers is Rivers is another one of those cases where he was good. He he was you know on the basically great but his longevity i think is what people are gonna try and get him into the hall for and roethlisberger same thing i mean yeah he kind of if you think about it was kind of the um the the first of the the new the new wave of quarterbacks that that were more mobile and just big guys so he probably gets in but yeah you look back at that draft class and and you know, classes since then. And there's a lot of good players, a lot of very good players, but no real exceptional players. Yeah. Until you really break it down position by position and just look at the different, at the individual years. Yeah. Uh, So short answer to answer your original question is no, I don't think Matthew Stafford is a hall of famer yet. I mean, the guy led the league in interceptions this year and through two in the Super Bowl. If if the Rams defense doesn't come up huge after his set what was that second pick on his on the very first play of the Rams from yeah. the second half, yeah, holds the holds Cincinnati to a field goal and then no points the rest of the way. If they give up a second touchdown in five minutes there, 
I think it it would have been not so much over, but it would have been a lot harder to come back from. Well, yeah, and 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 also too, I mean, guy led the league in picks, led the league in pick sixes, right? I mean, he's tied mm-hmm. for the league lead in picks, led in pick sixes. It's very interesting. Uh, two two quick things that popped into my head: Drew Brees obviously will be a Hall of Famer, but is he kind of? Uh, I mean, I oh, I mean, not, not to be hacky and say overrated, underrated. Um, obviously, completion percentage, yards, touchdowns has the ring he's walking in but people put him in the you know top four top five but i mean there were a few seven and nine there was three straight seven and nine seasons with him as the starting quarterback yeah that that completion percentage was also i think pretty heavily padded uh you watch a lot of the routes that that he was thrown he people like to talk about tom brady being a a a dink and dunk quarterback and a a short game kind of guy Drew Brees was the ultimate short game quarterback. You know, you can, you can have a 75% completion percentage when you're throwing, you know, three, four yard screens and, and slants every other, you know, every other pass, yeah. you know, that's, that's a lot of yak for that guy, but no, um, I, I think he's properly rated as, as a hall of fame quarterback. Yes. Um, I think putting him in a top five of anything is, is comical. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's, it's, he's a very, he's a very unusual and interesting case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I dislike Roethlisberger more than I dislike Jalen Ramsey, but I, I think, (laughs) I mean, two Super Bowls, tons of yards, never really having a losing season outside of what his rookie year, I think his rookie year. No, no, his rookie year. No, his rookie year. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That was the, that was the, what, 15 and one year that that they lost in the championship. Partway through when, San Francisco Demons legend Tommy Maddox got hurt. But yeah, there, there's a losing season in there somewhere because I believe, but maybe not because Tomlin was there the whole time. But I mean, guy won a lot of games. That's the thing. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, another thing people use, you know, first team all pro bids. Uh, one that I thought was interesting, John Elway, who I actually, he's up there. I mean, man, I'm telling you, Elway, Roethlisberger, and Ramsey, literally probably my three most disliked players in football. <laughs> history uh personal to me elway though probably top you know four or five quarterback you know just drug some horrendous teams to a super bowls and all that stuff guy was never a first team all pro huh but he played with marino also up there with marino yeah marino and montana like you know it's just wild uh won an mvp though but never a first team all pro 87 which I, I, that, that was my, I, you can't see Kevin's face, but he looks very confused right now. And that's, that's my, <laughs> yeah. that was my very much, uh, very much uh, thing. So um, uh, speaking of the teams that played in the Super Bowl, uh, what do you think? Uh, I was talking with some people this week. The, did the Bengals make it too quick? And will they not? Was this the Bengals window? I think the window stays open. Uh, I think it all depends on, on the contract situations of, of their receivers. You know, you know, Burrow's going to get paid. They're not going to let him go for anything. Um, Mixon probably plays out this deal, may get a second or uh, a follow-up, you know, depends on how things look next year, but I think they're going to do everything they can to keep Higgins and Boyd and, and obviously Jamar Chase They're They're going to lock, try and lock those three up. 
but it's funny because now you look at it, it's like, yes, Jamar Chase got you to a Super Bowl. What if you spend a first round pick on your offensive line this year? What you know, how do you how do you improve that? Because yeah, if that offensive line doesn't fall apart in the second half, and I hate to say it because he's one of my guys, the University of Kansas guy. Uh was it Hakeem Adina J? Yeah. You know, if if he if he gets some kind of help on Aaron Donald, maybe the Bengals win the Super Bowl. So you need to you need to get help on that offensive line. Um, maybe upgrade at the at the cornerback position because uh, I don't know how Eli Apple shows his face in the league again after just getting demolished on Twitter after the game for some reason. He became everybody in the league's least favorite player uh, in the span of about three weeks somehow, yep. and so everyone just decided to dunk on him for. Uh, for giving up the touchdown to cup at the, at the end, but you know, you can improve your defense. Uh, it's going to be, Cincinnati's going to learn what it's, what it's like to, to have success because they're going to have guys that want to get paid. They're going to have guys that are, that are going to leave for more money and you got to figure out a way to replace them. So the nice thing is Burrow still two years on his original rookie deal. Then they got the fifth year option. Higgins uh, is, eligible for an extension after next year. I believe Boyd's available for extension now and chase three years, then his fifth year option. So those guys I think are pretty much covered. If you're not going to run Mixon in the fourth quarter on the last drive of the Super Bowl, why bring him back? I mean, that, that, that's just my thinking. I mean, when you're going to have to make tough cuts, right? Like eventually the, the Bengals, I think to your point, they, if they don't go all in on that offensive line this year, I mean, what what are they doing here? Um, Eli Apple, yeah, him and his mom both got very defensive and were dunking on people <laughs> left and right. Um, they one woman, that woman Annie Ager, A G E R Ager Ager, that does the uh, like Zoom call videos. She uh, NFL team Zoom call videos. She did it during the pandemic, and she parlayed that into great success. But uh, his mom huh. had some not choice. Not not kind words when she uh, said something about covering at the Super Bowl, something Eli uh, Apple didn't do. They, they went after her uh, as opposed to everyone else that was dunking on Eli Apple. But he, you know, right. he goes scorched earth after everywhere he leaves. I mean, he crapped on the Giants. He crapped on the Saints fans, teams. I mean, he's like, he, he's like Richard Sherman in Seattle, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, but uh yeah, that, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, the Rams, uh, kind of a similar boat. Um, they've got um, – they don't have much cap room. Uh, granted, they were still paying Goff and Todd Gurley this year, like $33 million. Obviously, it won't be that much, but it will drop. But you're going to have to pay people. Uh, do you – what do you think holds for the Rams' uh, future? Well, um, you know, right now, what are they looking at over the cap here? Let's let's look at uh, at over the cap and see where they are right now. They have they have about twenty million in uh, in cap space. It looks like coming up for uh, coming up in twenty 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 two. You know, it it just depends on if guys start retiring. 
Because yep. I mean, we were hearing, you know, we were hearing before the Super Bowl, oh, Sean McVay might somehow retire. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like he's gonna retire after four seasons? Okay, great. So he puts them in hell in, in a salary cap hell and then leaves. That's awesome. But now there's talk Aaron Donald may retire. Uh, what do you do? You know, how's Robert Woods going to look when he comes back? Um, you know, Ramsey's Ramsey's cap hit alone is going to be 23 million. Uh, Donald's is 26, 26 and a half or almost 27 million. Um, you know, so it all depends on he's, he'd be 21 and a half in dead money. If, if he just, if he retires, um, it, it's, yeah, it, it's all depends on what they're, what they're going to be, who's going to leave, who's going to retire, who wants to play. Um, because you know, you get a lot of guys that, that win that ring and they go, okay, I've had, I've had my time. I'm out. Yeah. So, you know, if they, if they don't have the cap space, they may not come back from this because they win all in. Like yeah. they don't have a first round pick until what, 2025 or something. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they're a good couple of years off from a first round pick. They, if they get guys leaving and they can't replace them, they're very, very easily a contender to go from, from first to last. Yeah. I think they'll be okay this year. I mean, I think, I think this whole thing, uh, would you like to put on a conspiracy? Would you like to, I have a tinfoil hat for you here. Would you, would you please put this on (laughs) with me? Um, Yes. Yes. I love these hats. Yeah. I mean, you can't hear them crinkling, but, uh, but uh, Sean Payton retired because the saints are going to be in cap hell. I mean, like, it's it's pretty well known they kick the can down the road the rams can restructure and all that stuff mcveigh is totally floating out this stuff about him wanting to retire because he knows that in a couple of years they're just not going to have the depth and he's gonna hightail it out of there that that that's my that that's conspiracy tim talking here <laughs> um but yeah I, I think they'll be i think they'll have enough pieces but you you, you saw it you saw it this year with the with the Bucks, and you saw it the previous year with the the Chiefs. You just get a few more injuries. You know your depth's a little a little gone. I mean, you mentioned Woods. Who knows what Woods will look like by the playoffs? He should be up to quote unquote whatever you know full speed is. Beckham's not playing for him this year. Plus, they'd have to pay Beckham, but he he's not going to play. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. imagine he's ready to roll. You know and. You know, well, and, and how much is Ramsey going to want? Is he going to want to restructure his deal now that he's being called the best, uh, the best burnt toast on earth or, yeah. you know, whatever his, his new thing is. It, yeah. It, it's a week, less than a week after the Super Bowl. It is impossible to know who's going, who's staying, what's, what's happening there. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's going to be an interesting next couple months because, uh, you know, with the draft in April, you're going to see a lot of guys with their, was it March 1st? I think you see a lot of, a lot of roster bonuses being, being handed yep. out or sometime in March. So, yep. you know, was that a week and a half away? We'll yep. have a lot more ideas to who's going to be where. And then the 16th, I believe free agency starts. So, mm-hmm. which is wild. Like we're, we're five days past the Super Bowl of this recording. Oh, wait, wait I'm not supposed to time it, but yeah, or date ourselves. But, uh, <laughs> we're less than a week after the Super Bowl, and in less than a month we're already going to be on free agency it just it just well moved. it's on a on a very nba schedule where you oh. know you have the finals and then what a week and a half later is the draft yeah 
So it's, you know, I, I, I like it in the sense of it gives you an, it gives you something to do a little earlier. Yeah. And cause you know, you, you go from April until July with mini camps and then August with camp and then September, the season starts. So you have a good couple months to kind of detox the NFL out of your system before, before getting even a little bit ramped up again for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I got a few bold uh, predictions. I want to hear from you a few questions, but my w- one quick question before all this, you mentioned the draft and free agency and all that stuff. Do you think uh, the draft should happen before free agency or are you fine where it is? I th- well, I think it's fine where it is because, you know, then teams can, they can look at, well, what veteran pieces do we want to add to fill certain spots and where do we want to get younger at? So yeah. what can we maybe be a little quieter in to try and acquire talent this way and then look at the draft and go, okay, now we need, you know, we need to restock the line or get, you know, yeah. a couple new receivers to, to build up in our system. So it, you know, essentially you're doing the same thing with, with both where you're bringing brand new guys in, but you're paying a lot less for the rookies. So then I mean, I could see it both ways because, you know, now that now that the the rookie deals are all, you know, they're all locked in place as to what they're actually going to be, then it gives you a better idea of what you can spend for your cap. But there's also much smarter people than me that yeah. are constantly watching these things. Yeah. And, and, and I think you also brought up a good point, too. Uh, you know, you talk about a team that has a top 10 pick and drafts a wide receiver. Well, if they're trying to target a top free agent wide receiver. And, and you've already drafted a wide receiver, that top free agent wide receiver might say, eh, there, you already have this right. guy. He, he's going to catch – you're going to focus the offense on him. Whereas if you sign the free agent receiver, then he'll be like, hey, we got another guy, you know. So, <laughs> um, so, like you said, we don't know a ton right now. But, but um, I would like to know, uh, do you think – there is uh, who is a team that was in the playoffs or played well that will um, surprise you this year by not making the playoffs next year? Um, well, I don't really think it would be a surprise, but I I could see the Raiders um, falling off. Um, you know, I don't think it's really a, like yeah. I said, I don't think that's a, that's a shocking prediction to make to anybody. It's like, if you say, well, if, uh, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't resign, I don't think the Packers are going yeah. to the playoffs and really putting myself out there. Let me tell you. Um, but I, I think, you know, the AFC has, has a very, I think they have a stronger nucleus of teams that are pretty steady in, in staying as those playoff caliber teams. You know, you're going to have the chiefs there. Uh, you're going to have Buffalo. You're going to have uh, you're going to have Cincinnati now, probably. Uh, Baltimore gets healthy with with yep. 85. It all went on IR this year. They'll be back. So it's really you're you're looking at okay, who's going to win the South? Um, does Jacksonville finally take that step? Probably not. But I think in the NFC, you're going to have a lot more turnover because Tampa's going to look totally different. Yep. Uh, San Francisco is going to have a different quarterback. Yep. Philadelphia, maybe, I guess. Yeah. Um, you don't yeah, know what's happening just, with the Rams, you know? Right. A lot of rumors with them. Yeah. You know, Dallas is going to 
probably be up there just in time to disappoint everyone again. Yep. Arizona's going to take a step back because apparently Kyler Murray hates the team, doesn't even yep. want to follow him on, on his Instagram anymore. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I guess if, if you're looking at, you know, who's going to be a big surprise, I, I don't, I don't know who would really surprise me by not making it back because everybody's so flawed that after free agency, you'll have a much better idea. But as of right now, I don't think anybody would surprise me not making the playoffs next year. I mean, well, maybe uh, Buffalo, Kansas City, those types of teams. Yeah. Yeah. But outside of that, I think everybody's kind of a toss up right now. So then let me ask you on the reverse side, is there a team that didn't make the playoffs this year that, uh, I mean, granted, again, like you said, there's no free agency or draft. Is there a team, though, that you think could uh, make the playoffs? Uh, I think the I think the Chargers make that leap. Yeah, they were what seven seconds and a yeah. and a stupid timeout away from from getting in. Um, I think I think the Chargers are the the easy answer. They should have been in. They shouldn't have lost uh, uh, some very winnable games this season. Uh, NFC side, it just uh, you know that again goes back to what are the Saints going to look like with with yeah. Taysom Hill? Are they bringing back Jameis? Who's going to be you know, is, is Bruce Allen going to find a way to to make that offense work? Because they don't have much on that side. Um, you know, the the Giants are they gonna are they gonna finally take the step? Um, will the Bears or Bears or Vikings make the leap? Yeah. Just I, I think the one team that you can say for sure is a favorite to make it that didn't this year is is L.A. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I'll I'll ask you bold predictions. Uh, or predictions if you want, but I have two questions for you. Uh, do you think Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay? You know, we've asked, uh, we've apparently asked this question about what the last five, six years in a row. And it's yes. always been, well, we just, I don't know, maybe I think he stays, um, you know, I, I think he's always going to, I think he's always going to have that, that question of what if, if he if he leaves you know what 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 would my legacy be if i didn't leave um or if i left yeah and you know i i think he's put him he's put a team in in position so many times to win games that they just and they haven't done it that it's not 100 percent on him but it's enough on him that he's still going to carry that chip i mean three mvps back to back um yeah. or four now is it is it three or four um I lost track. Yeah. Yeah. You know, multiple MVP awards, one Super Bowl trip, just in general. Um, I think he wants, I, I, I would imagine he comes back for one last go uh, just to run over that division one more time and, uh, and lose another home playoff game. Yeah. I, I believe it was the stat I heard was the last three years. It's the most regular season wins without a Super Bowl trip of all time. Mm-hmm. So, um, Russell Wilson, does he stay in Seattle or does he get traded? I don't think he, I don't think he wants to leave. Um, I think he sticks it out with Pete. Just putting until pressure Pete on to make better decisions. Basically, yeah, I think he's finally going to have more of a voice than than we knew about before. Yeah, and maybe you know. If he can have some kind of authority in in the in the meeting rooms and and over the play calling, 
then I think he stays if he's getting no hints that, that that's going to change. I I don't know where he would go. Yeah. Uh, that could take him and put together the package that, that the Seahawks would want for him because you're talking at least two first-rounders. Um, you know, you're probably talking at, you know, one starting caliber player at minimum because Geno Smith is not the long-term answer. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> you know, we saw, we saw him be Geno Smith this year, Yep. you know, flashes and then oops, there goes Geno. There goes Geno. Uh, the, the one rumor that's gained steam the last week, uh, your favorite, your new favorite team, favorite nickname, not team, the commanders. Yes. Uh, first round pick supposedly they'd give up defense and pretty much anybody well apparently they really want to keep Jonathan Allen but they might be willing to depart with uh Chase Young which would be interesting why Are, I, yeah what? I know that, that's no. it. yeah what yeah. a terrible idea <laughs> yeah so two first and Chase Young I mean if if Russ wants out I mean I'd be uh I mean, I, I, I'm firmly on the don't trade rest camp, but if that's what you could get for, for him, I mean. Yeah. I mean, if you can get it, yeah, absolutely. If you're Seattle and can get, get a young quarterback that you can, that you can mold, you can get Chase Young just in general. Um, Yeah. I would, I would pull the trigger on that, but not if I'm the team giving up those pieces, that's, God, even the idea of trading to trade Chase Young or Chase Young just sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they think they they think because they have Sweat and Allen, you know, they have the pieces there. Which I mean, yeah, sure. But I mean, I, I, again, I don't think I don't think trading Russ is the answer. Uh, my other question for you: Is Tom Brady starting for the 49ers at some point this year? <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm seeing this suddenly become a rumor and become a thing, and I and I'm dying every time I read it because it's it's funny, but at the same time, it's also not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, just because you know, it, it's going to be something hanging over the team this entire offseason. Oh, it's his hometown team. He used to go to games. This and that. Blah blah blah. I mean, does he want to go into the Hall of Fame with Ben Roethlisberger? The guy, a guy that he repeatedly uh, stuffed in a locker, metaphorically speaking, during his career. Yeah. You know, just so. Uh, I I'm leaning towards no, but that's just because there's been no paperwork filed. Plus, I think Tampa would have to trade him to to oh. do it because I think he's still on the books with Tampa. Oh, is, um, was it a three-year I, contract? I, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know his, uh, his whole thing. Let me see if I can pull that up here on, the, on Google machine. Agency. But uh, yeah, I, it is, it is an interesting, uh, it is interesting to hear that. Like you said, those rumors, oh, it's his hometown team and he's got nothing to prove, but he could prove bring the Niners. And, and obviously it'd be a similar situation to when he went to Tampa, right? Like they have the piece, right. but there's also, the Shanahan scheme and the Brady scheme, do they match up? You know, I don't think people think of that fit either. Well, I think, uh, I think the Brady scheme is to actually close out games. Yeah. Uh, the Shanahan scheme is to mindlessly give games away yeah. uh, in crunch time. So I, I think he may actually throw Kyle Shanahan through a wall at the first time that, that Shanahan loses a game that, you know, he has, uh, he has well in hand. Yep. 
Um, let's see. He has a Tom Brady has an eight million dollar signing bonus for twenty. Oh no, that's twenty twenty three. Never mind. Well, if he's, if he's got a signing bonus, then he's probably still still on the books. So yeah, he's a he's a free agent in twenty twenty three. Okay, well there you go. So yeah, they'd have to trade for him. So then, my final question for you: Do you have any bold predictions? for this upcoming season? Uh, I think the Chiefs regress. I think they become uh, a wild card team. I think they get passed by the Chargers okay. because I think the league has, has finally figured them out and they're not getting any better on defense. Um, there's a, there was a story that came out on Medium uh, this week that I think within a couple of hours was deleted that basically was someone going, Hey, look, I have all this inside information. Mahomes and the enemy hate each other. And you know, all this, it was, it was kind of an insane read and I tried to save it, but by the time I, yeah. I could pull it back up, it was gone. Um, but I think Mahomes wants more control over the offense. He's not getting it. And the weapons outside, I mean, Nicole Hardman, uh, a solid receiver. Demarcus Robinson, solid receiver. But after those two guys, you know, obviously Tyreek and, and Kelsey, you don't really have a whole lot. You can't rely on your running game. Your defense is mid. Um, I think they're due for a regression. You don't like and, Byron and it's going to come faster. Uh, you know, I'm more of a, a guy's chips guy myself. Yeah, I see. Uh, so... So Pringles can uh, can just kind of suck it in general. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I think I think this run of success the Chiefs have had is has been, you know, has been great. But I think they're they're due for a fall, and I think it's going to come faster than anyone realizes. Yeah. Well, I mean, as as a Seahawks fan, I can tell you. I mean you know that, that it, it ha life happens quick and and you as a patriots fan can also say what happened between 2005 and 2015 right mm -hmm. there was yeah. there were there were some super bowl appearances but it wasn't the uh, you know i mean things there were no parades yeah no parades so all right well kevin thank you very much for joining me we will definitely have you back sometime in the near future Right on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Special thanks to Kevin Mendelson. We bid the 2021 season adieu, but like we said, a lot will be happening very soon. And we will transition from the fields version, unless we talk about more USFL. Don't worry. We won't do that, but we will start focusing a little more on the courts as this weekend, it is NBA All-Star Weekend in the second half and the playoff push is upon us. <laughs>